Give God a hand, praise people of God. For this amazing service. But before we even get to that, do you mind just standing and let's just give God a great big hand praise for being the God that he is. We serve an awesome God, an amazing God. Amen. He's worthy of a standing ovation. You may be seated. We give him honor, who's the head of our life this morning. I honor my wife, amen, my co-pastor, amen, who was up helping with the praise and worship. Let's give God a hand praise for her. And the great leadership of Liberty Church. Amen. <laughs> Pastor Mike and, and Pastor Justice, amen, who have been some amazing uh, brothers in, in the Lord. And we thank and appreciate God and for Liberty Church opening their doors to us, Ecclesia Family Worship Center. And Liberty Church, you ought to give yourself a round of applause. Amen. These awesome leaders, I see them as visionaries, and we need more pastors like Pastor Mike and Pastor Justice, amen, especially in this last hour. But we thank and appreciate God for this. We were excited, man, we were really excited about uh, having the opportunity to fellowship and to worship with Liberty Church. And uh, as a matter of fact, even when we, before we came here, when we were making the decision to come, one of the things on our agenda was the opportunity, having the opportunity to worship and to gather with you guys in Jesus' name. And here is the manifestation of that prayer. You ought to be excited. <laughs> Amen. And Pastor Justice and Pastor Mike have been uh, so kind, and the people of Liberty Church have been so kind. We've been having service here since last August. And they opened their doors to us and allowed us the opportunity to come together in a beautiful church you guys have here. And we're just grateful. Amen. I want to thank God for Ecclesia Family Worship Center. Let's give God a hand praise for them. <laughs> praise God for those who came out to support the service and to hear to support. We appreciate God for his goodness and his mercy unto us. Um, it's just an amazing opportunity. I'm excited. Anybody else excited? Yeah. Praise God. I'm excited. I enjoyed the praise and worship. Amen. We honor the praise and worship team. And the pastor who retired, I honor him in his absence. Amen. Go ahead and give him a round of applause. <laughs> really take something to pastor in this hour. You need to pray for your pastor support him in any, in any way possible because this is not an easy job glory be to God but it requires the power of the Holy Spirit and it feels good to know that the people are praying and interceding for their pastor amen I've been reading a lot of articles of pastors who've been depressed and pastors who've even gone as far as committing suicide because of the stress and the pressure that goes along with leading the people of God but I believe if we got some people who are praying for, come on somebody, praying for their pastors and 
going before God for their leaders that we can make this thing happen. Amen. Glory be to God. Uh, I do have a word that I want to share with you found in the scriptures. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read to you nine portions of scripture, which is pretty long for me. Usually I read one or two and, and go right into the sermon, but I believe it's necessary for the topic that we're going to deal with this morning. Thank you, Jesus. First portion of scripture, I'm going to read one portion out of Isaiah chapter number five and verse number 20. And then I'm going to go into Ephesians 5, 1 through 8. Thank you, Jesus. And when you have it, just say God's word is powerful. I want to read into your hearing Isaiah 5 and 20. It says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Now, I'm going to jump right into Ephesians if you have it, 5 and 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Somebody say dear children. And walk in love as Christ also have loved us. And have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior, but fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness. Let it not be once named among you as become saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and our God. Let no man deceive you. Somebody say, no man deceive you. With vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. So therefore be ye not partakers with them. For ye were sometimes in darkness. Now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light bow your head with me father in the name of jesus we thank you for this awesome opportunity we thank you for these awesome pastors who have made this possible we thank you for the saints of god now lord as we prepare to go into the word that you clothe yourself in oh jesus we ask that you would allow your divine presence to penetrate this atmosphere Loud words to be spoken that would build, that would edify, that would unite. And Father, we'll be ever grateful to give you all the glory, honor, and praise. And somebody that believes and say, it is so. In Jesus' name, amen. My focus thought this morning is the children of the light. Look at somebody next to him and just say, the children of the light. It is interesting because we have here and I miss the holy word of God, which really is the constitution of life. And even here in these great states of America, 
We have the American Constitution and the Bill of Rights that have been conducted to teach us and the American society and its citizens how to conduct themselves and according with the law of this great nation. As believers and citizens of the kingdom of light, as well as citizens of this great United States, what are we compelled to do when the constitution of life and our constitutions collide? Which is to say, what are we to do when what American society wants begins to conflict with heavenly society and God's laws? Now, the beauty of the Bible is that it gives us an answer in every facet of life. Many people don't believe that. The Bible is online. The Bible is on your phone now. The Bible is downloadable to your tablet. You would think that more people would be in tune with it and study it and read it. Sometimes it's just in the house collecting dust. When you don't understand the value of a thing, then you don't respect it or treat it properly. But the beauty of the Bible is that it does give us an answer even in these conflicting circumstances. I'm reminded in the Word of God where the disciples of Christ were persecuted for preaching Jesus. I know you have studied your Bible and understand, hallelujah, in the book of Acts, how they were forbidden to preach Jesus Christ. And they were told and even threatened uh, that they would be killed if they continue to preach Jesus Christ. But I'm reminded of the Apostle Peter, who said that we would rather obey God than man. Maybe he was thinking of the time when Jesus spoke to him and said to him, Fear not them who have power to destroy the body, but much more him who has power to cast both body and soul in a burning hell. Glory be to Jesus. We are in this generation currently in a quandary, if you will. Because all of us became conscious in darkness. We all woke up on this huge planet and began to do what we saw others do around us and indulge in the desires and the appetites of our fleshly carnal nature until the light of Christ appealed to us and spoke to us however it happened. I was looking at the praise and worship song, uh, words on the screen, and one of the songs talked about the awesomeness of God, talked about the light of creation, and how we see the thunder and the sun and the moon and all of these things that we as human beings can take no responsibility for the origin of nor what we see in the mirror when we wake up to prepare for church and brush our teeth and comb our hair. 
We got an image staring back at us that we were not responsible for the origin of. And many people would like to put that on evolution. But those of you who have done your research and have studied and understand that intelligence cannot come out of unintelligence. I had to be an intelligent designer, which is why the Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh, my God. But we woke up in darkness and was just doing everything that everybody else was doing until the light appeared to us. And what was the light? The good news of Jesus Christ. The fact that we understood that, that there was some intelligence behind us here on this planet. Because there is a reality that is staring at us every day that we wake up. Hallelujah. And walk around on this huge, massive planet. with So many people and no human being can take responsibility for it. That's a truth that is talking to you every single day and revealing to you the existence of God. It is amazing. Glory be to Jesus. But we all dealt in darkness in the past, but now we are in the light. Looking at the light of creation and everything that's being done, hallelujah, that has been done to glorify our God who have told us that there is meaning to our life. See, without God, then our lives lose meaning. You mean to tell me, hallelujah, if you are an evolutionist, then you're saying that our life is meaningless, that we're just going to live and die and never know we ever existed. That's very depressing. Glory be to God. And those of us who are getting older, you know, we, we hate to get older. We miss those young days. There's a reality that's talking to us every morning when we're in there trying, looking, here's another gray hair. A reality that is talking to us, telling us that we have but a short time. That everybody in here is going to face the inevitable truth that we've got to leave this life. It's depressing when you leave it at that. And I understand, hallelujah, we have children that we want to see go to school and go to college. We have things and aspirations that we want to achieve. And just to leave this world, life is too precious for that. But when you factor in the Bible, here come hope. When you factor in Jesus Christ in John 3.16 that says, For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes. That's the beauty of this. Doesn't matter what background you're from, what culture you're from. Doesn't matter what mistakes that you have made. Whosoever believes, no matter who you are, uh, believes in him, shall never perish but have everlasting life. I solicit to you, to those of you today who have Christ in your life, that you are living immortal. You ought to give God a praise just for that right there. God promises us that we shall never die. So we don't have to fret about getting older because, hallelujah, the grave is just going to be the opportunity for us to meet the maker. Oh, my God. The master behind the veil. The one who spoke and opened his mouth in nothingness and the entire universe leapt into existence. I want to meet the one who designed my face. 
who put the lungs in my chest so delicately and so preciously and precisely and gave me the ability to breathe oxygen. I want to meet him. I'm not so excited about the streets that are paved with gold and the mansions that Jesus talked about. When we get there, you'll find me there laying at the feet of God. Asking the questions. The beauty of this service is that it reminded me of something in the book of Revelation. When John said he saw a multitude that no man could number standing before the very presence of God of all kindreds and tongues and nations glory be to God standing before God and giving him glory and honor and praise so this is just a rehearsal if you will because sometimes we like to get into our comfort zone but how many of you know Christ hallelujah is is a is a prince at breaking your comfort zone Peter found out the hard way when he saw Jesus walking on top of water. He was intrigued just like I would have been. And he said, Lord, if it be you, then bid me to come where you are. And Jesus said, hmm, he saw the audacity within him. He said, come. And Peter began to walk. Hallelujah, you got to respect Peter because at least he did take a few steps on top of water. We're talking about some supernatural stuff here. But when he began to look at the waves, then he began to sink. I get it. I understand because it was nighttime and he was afraid. Glory be to God. But Jesus is saying to us, hallelujah, even now, uh, if you want to come to where I am. And we ought to have the same attitude of Peter, Lord, hallelujah, even though I'm in the comfort of this boat, I want to be where Jesus is. Bid me to come where you are, Lord. But back to my topic here, not everyone responds to the light the same way that you all did. We didn't just give our life to Jesus because we were tired of the pleasures of sin. We gave our life to Christ because we recognized truth. And see, that's where you got to be. You got to be in the place where I accept truth, regardless of whether it hurt, regardless of whether it shows me my faults or my failures. I want to hear truth. And that's the beauty. We need more truth-preaching churches in this latter day because there's so many churches erected that are not preaching truth. But thank God for liberty and ecclesia where you can come and hear truth. Jesus is truth. Remember, he said, I'm the way the, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I know we, you know, it's, it's, it's humanitary to want to convert and bring everybody into one place as far as religious but see what you got to understand we're not the ones who 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 claimed a monopoly on God it was Jesus himself who claimed a monopoly on salvation remember the scripture said no other name under heaven given among me and my wife quoted it earlier today whereby we must be saved we responded to the light because it was truth I was out there in my sin, hallelujah, yeah, I was depressed every day and ready to write a suicide note and looking at the gun and contemplating whether death would be a better, hallelujah, experience for me than life because this life can bring you pain. Oh my God, sometimes you can feel so alone. Sometimes you can feel that your existence is meaningless and that's what brings on depression when you feel like nobody cares. But oh, that day. When somebody walked up to me and told me that there was somebody in this planet who really cared 
about what I was going through as a 16, 17 year old young man walking the streets and indulging myself in sin, feeling like nobody cared. Now there's a glimpse of hope light that told me that there was somebody who cared. Well, where is he? Who is he? Jesus Christ, your creator, died for you. Oh my God, that was the light trying to peer into my dark heart. Hallelujah. And I responded to the light by going to find me a good Bible-believing church. Hallelujah. And hearing the gospel of God preach to the point where I began to want to change. I was tired of my old heart. I was tired of my wicked ways because though we think we're a good person, the Bible said your heart is desperately wicked. I had to put on the newness of Christ. And now I'm walking in that light every day. Now I understand. I wake up with purpose now because I understand that God has an assignment for my existence. You ought to look at somebody and tell them, God has an assignment for your existence. You don't have to be sad. You don't have to be despondent or depressed. God has something special for you. It is amazing because when he created you, he threw away the mold. There's nobody like you, be it past, present, or even in the future, nor will there ever be any other you. Hallelujah. So you ought to give God glory that you're the only you and that you are so unique. How could you think your life is so is meaningless when you are unique? Some of us, we value material things. When you have a car that's a classic or unlike anything else that was made, guess what? The value of it increases. Why? Because there's only so many of these made. Well, the value of, of your life, Jesus, hallelujah, put it like this. What shall it profit a man to gain the whole and to lose his soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? The Bible puts a worth on every human being. Homeless man, hallelujah, addicted man, hallelujah, no matter who you are, woman who's been abused, the value, the Bible puts a value on you that is greater than the entire world. That's enough to get excited about. Somebody ought to put their hands together and give Jesus praise in this atmosphere this morning. But not everyone responds to the light the same. There were those who dared to reject the light. And what is the light but truth? There are those who when they discover within their own hearts and conscience that there is a higher power, a super being that I like to call them, who we are accountable to, they turn back into darkness because the Bible said men love darkness rather than evil. Why? Because their deeds were evil. There are some people who they will not respond to the light of Christ, not because they don't believe in it, but just because they don't want to be held accountable. At first, we as man thought we were superior. But the reality of our inferiority is so prevalent and, pre and, and prevalent that we had to acknowledge the truth. There has to be a higher power. Now, just because there's a higher power, hallelujah, don't mean that we lose our value. But some have rejected the light because they want to remain superior. But I love being led by God. I love having the light of Christ on the inside of me, which teaches me how to govern myself as a human being. Because when we lead our own life, look at your life before you came to Jesus. You were drinking. You were doping. You were smoking. You were addicted. Hallelujah. Uh, glory be to God. You made mistakes. There were failures. Hallelujah. Glory. You were depressed often. Okay, let me talk about myself. Some of y'all look like you've been saved since you've been born. So I'll just preach on myself. 
Because see, now that we're saying we sit in the house of God, like we're so dignified, but you got to remember where Jesus brought, come on, some brought you from. Oh my God, you were ready to end your life. You were ready to destroy yourself. But God opened his light to you and showed you that there is a better way. We in the kingdom of God are governed by the word of light, which teaches us how to be decent human beings. And though we have the American Constitution here to teach us how to govern ourselves, hallelujah, what do we do about spiritual matters? Because there are people in high places who don't understand this book, hallelujah, who don't get this book, hallelujah, and they enforce laws and things that are conflicting with the laws of God. Well, we have an obligation as the children of the light to take a stand in this generation and to govern ourselves according to the word of God and not be influenced by society which tells us who we should interact with and who we shouldn't interact with and who we should click with and who we shouldn't click with. We are not other the, oh my God, we're not under the influence of the world. Oh my God, that's why I love my brother Justice and Pastor, Pastor Mike. Hallelujah, these are my brothers in the Lord and you and you and you are my brother and sister in the Lord. Hallelujah, glory, you are to give them a hand praise. Society may tell me something different, but I'm not governed by society because I am a child of the light. So I'm governed by the confines of God's holy word, hallelujah, because I want to live a life that pleases him. Otherwise, we're in here wasting our time. And the world mocks us when they are seasoning their meat and preparing to smoke their barbecue on Sunday morning and preparing to wash their cars, they laugh at us for gathering together in our places of worship to give our God who we cannot see the glory and the honor and the praise. Why? Because they do not understand the dynamics of the kingdom of life. No man can see God and live. And I've talked to people and witnessed and evangelized to them and they said, well, God is real. He needs to crack the sky and tell me himself. But see, what they don't understand about our God. Yeah, we can say that he's our God. Yeah, he's your God. He's your personal Lord. That's what I love. Oh, come on, somebody. He's your personal Lord and Savior. What they don't understand about our God is that he's sovereign. We can't even get a meeting with somebody in the White House. How do you expect to get a meeting with God, hallelujah, in his full form? As a matter of fact, the scriptures say no man can even see him and live. Remember, Moses asked if he could just see his face. And what was God's reply? He said, look, no man can see me and live. He wasn't saying that he will kill you because you had to see him. What he's saying, the exuberance of my glory would just knock the human life right, come on somebody, right out of you. Why? Because we're talking about somebody who nobody can take credit for his origin. And if we say, well, God had to come from somewhere, then you got to ask the next question, which is where did he or that thing come from? And then you got to ask the next question. If that created that and that created God, then where did that come from? You in an infinite loop now. There had to be something that just was all by itself, non-existent. And that's our Bible tell us that it was the true and living God. He that is and was and come on somebody is to come. 
You ought to be excited, hallelujah, that we're in the kingdom of life. We'll govern ourselves by the word of God, hallelujah, because we've discovered that there's a greater purpose to, the, to our existence and the reality of God who has shown us through his precious son, Jesus Christ, that there's somebody in this planet who actually cares about the human experience. Because sometimes the folk who are passing laws, they don't understand what you're going through nor do they have the capacity to see on a greater level as God does who's omnipresent who can see and who can give you that personal attention hallelujah glory be to God who when life begins to get troubling because just because you are in the kingdom of life doesn't mean that you're not going to have trouble but when we have trouble, children of the light, what do we do? We call our brothers and sisters in Christ and ask for some encouragement. Or we gather together in this place, which is therapeutic for us to praise and worship God. Do you understand that depression has to flee when you are opening your mouth and giving God glory? Depression cannot sit on you. When you are giving God the glory and the honor and the praise in an atmosphere like this, depression has to leave. But many people are sad in this hour and they look at us on Monday morning when we come into work with a smile on our faces. Hallelujah, at least we should. Because we got something more than what they, they have. Hallelujah, they gather together and talk about how bad the place is, but they're not quitting. They're not going to look for another job. But we have joy that when this world loses its luster, we still got something to depend on. Jesus, hallelujah, Christ the righteous, where the scripture said, he give us peace that surpasses all understanding. Where my Bible readers at this morning? Hallelujah, glory be to God. Don't, uh, I'm sorry, I'm excited about Jesus. He's enough to be excited about. He is amazing. Hallelujah. Uh, Minister Thomas, hand me that water, please. He's an amazing God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So we are the children of the light. We are not moved by the status quo. Thank you. And those who frown on the mixing of the cultures. That's why this service is so important. Because there is no black church. Pastor Mike alluded to it earlier today. There is no white church. The Bible only knows about one church. It knows about one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Glory be to God. We are the body of Christ here in this world, and we are more powerful when we unite because the Bible said how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. That's why one of my desires as the pastor of Ecclesia, I want more multi-hallelujah diversity. I want more cultural hallelujah people in the church. I want white. I want black. I want all different colors because this is a representation of the body of Jesus Christ. And it challenges our love. It pulls us out of the place of comfort. Hallelujah. And puts us in a place where Jesus said, by this shall all men know. Not because you talk in tongue. Not because you gather every Sunday. Not because you read your Bible. But by this shall all men know, not guess, but know that you are my disciple. If, notice he put an if. If what, Lord? If you have love, come on somebody, one to another. 
that's teaching us that the power of the kingdom of light is love because it was God's love that drew you when you did not even love yourself I don't know about you but I didn't love myself because if I love myself, I wouldn't put alcohol in my body. If I love myself, I wouldn't put marijuana in my lungs. If I, I didn't love myself. But when I came into the light and the light dealt with me and showed me all my frailties and insecurities, hallelujah, Jesus began to feel me as a person with his light and with his love. Now I'm not governed by my own heart. I don't care what society says. I don't care, hallelujah, what the status quo is. I've got to do what God said and God told me to love you. So guess what, baby? I'm going to love you. I don't hold any grudges. I don't hold, hallelujah, any conflict because I got light on the inside of me that every time I get, hallelujah, into a, a, a situation where uh, I want to do my own thing. Okay, I'm nodding on that. Maybe I'm the only one that go through that. Because just because you saved, name the name of Jesus, don't mean that your flesh won't try to come and impose itself on your relationship with God and on your heart. That's why David, he had the key because he asked God, he said, God, create in me. You need a clean heart. And renew within me a right spirit. See, he wanted to get right. He didn't want to just be governed by himself when he realized that he did not have the genetic makeup to know what was good. And here is the power of the light. It always directs us to what is good. That's the power of living saved. If we yield to the Holy Spirit, right? That's a yielding because God is not going to strong arm any of us and make us be saved. That's just like your wife. If I had to kidnap her and hold her hostage before she married me, then that's not real love. Having her in a little kennel and sliding a pan in there and say, Do you, are you ready to marry me or not? You're not? Okay, well, you're not eating today until you're ready to marry me. God doesn't want that kind of relationship. He doesn't want to have to force us. Because let me tell you something, he's God. He can make you do whatever he wants you to do. He don't answer to nobody. He don't need your permission to come on somebody. We're talking about the God who created the universe. And I'm so glad he's a mystery. Because if you knew everything there was to know about him, maybe he wouldn't be God. I want a God who would keep me on a journey finding out. And even though we got all eternity to experience, we'll never get to the end of God. I'm excited about the Holy Ghost that lives on the inside of me. But there are those who understand the light and have chosen to worship the darkness. I got a whole testimony. I forgot to tell it in the beginning. I wrote a book. I'm a published author. I wrote a book. I have to come another time, Pastor Justice, to talk about that. But it's an amazing book. But it's how I used to worship darkness. And how I was persuaded through music into... Ouija boards and all that kind of thing and began to go off into worshiping darkness. But God broke the spell of the enemy over my life. I'm just giving it to you in a shortcut. Because I made a contract with the devil. But the blood of Jesus broke that contract over my life.
See, some of us don't understand the power of music that has the ability to sway culture, that has the ability to motivate you and to cause you and influence you. That's why Satan was a worship leader in heaven. Did you know that? And when he fell, he continues to use music to this day to inflict and impose darkness on this human generation. But there are those who have rejected the light. They don't want the light. They'd rather have darkness. And some of them even call darkness light. I read a book by a woman who was a witch, a practicing witch, and she wrote and said that her witch clan was called the Sisters of Light. I'm here to tell you, not even the devil likes darkness. He's always trying to come back to the light. Even the scripture said that, hallelujah, that Satan transformed himself into an angel of light. He loves the light, hallelujah, but he cannot come back to the light. But you are in the light this morning. You ought to give God praise that you are in the truth. Truth about what, Pastor Leroy? The truth about our human experience. The truth about our origin. The truth about how we got here. The truth about what to do while we're here and where we're going. We don't believe that we're going to be dying, come back a butterfly. There's no scripture for that. I have no Bible for that. But my Bible tells me after death comes the judgment. I prayed one time, and sometimes we're concerned about whether we're going to make heaven because we know our own little dirty secrets and the things that we've done that may conflict with the word of light. And you know what God told me? He said, son, I'll tell you this. See, see, when you got a relationship with him, how many know God will talk back to you? He talks to you in the quiet of your conscience. He talks to you in the quiet of your heart. He talks to you through his holy word. He says, son, here's how you can make it easy. Do the thing. If you had a notebook, you might would have wrote this down. We used, to, we used to bring notebooks to church back. Anyway, do the thing that you want to see played back to you when you stand before me. I'll repeat it again. Do the thing that you want to see God display back to you when you stand before him. When you get ready to do something you shouldn't do, use that analogy. Wait a minute. Is this something I want to see played back to me when I'm standing before holy and pure? Because he's still holy. How many of them know he's still holy? We are in a modern society, but God's word still has not changed. Remember, he's the same. And he didn't already been to tomorrow. So the children of the light, we don't worry about tomorrow. We prepare because Jesus said, occupy till I come. But we don't worry about tomorrow. And I know mothers, we got kids, and we're in an uncertain hour where people are storming into churches with guns and, and taking lives of innocent people. It is terrible. I'm praying for those who lost in New Zealand. It is tragedy. And if it don't bother you, then you might want to question whether God lives on the inside. If you're just concerned about yourself, what if God would have took that same attitude? I'm already in heaven. Well, I need to put myself in some nasty flesh and go there and hang on the cross for a bunch of folk who don't want me anyhow. But you know what my Bible tells me? While we were yet sinners while you were in your sin Jesus oh hallelujah brings tears to my eyes hallelujah glory be to God Jesus still
still chose to die for you. And get this, even if he would have looked down eternity and saw that only you would respond to his death, it would not have hindered him from going to the cross. He went to the cross for real. He could have numbed his entire body and acted like he was in pain. But no, he really felt the pain of those nails that were going through his flesh. He really felt that. That's why the Bible says, how should we, humanity, escape if we neglect so great the salvation that Jesus hold? Hallelujah. Thank you, God, that he paid for us. You are a part of this humanity, whether you want to be a part of it or not. You don't get the option to opt out. This is not your life insurance plan. This is not health care. You don't even get the option to opt out of that anymore. He said there was a time where God winked at the ignorance of humanity, but now he commands all men everywhere, black, white, brown, green, I don't care, care what color you are, he commands men everywhere to do what? Repent. Everybody got to change, but not everybody wants the light, but that's okay. We're here in the world to teach the world the ways of our God. You are there on that dark, hallelujah, dark job. Y'all not streaming this, are you? <laughs> I'm just teasing. You are in that dark place not to talk about how insane they are, not to talk about how better off you are, but to show them the light. Because remember, Jesus said you are what? The light of the world. You are their opportunity. You are their lifeline to connect with God. And we walk past people who are, who are suicidal, who are depressed, who are angry, who are one lost job away from going home and blowing their brains out or either coming back. We need to start praying before we leave our houses. One day God spoke to me on my way to work. He said, what makes you so certain that you're going to come back home? What makes you so certain that when your wife is on her way to work that she's going to come back home? What God was saying was, you did not pray. You've gotten comfortable with the routine of things. But what you fail to understand in the book of Revelations, hallelujah, there was a declaration made when Satan was cast out. It said, rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them for the accuser of our brethren has been cast down. But watch the next proclamation that it makes to hum humanity. Whoa! Where are my Bible readers? Any Bible readers? Whoa! To, hallelujah, those on the earth. Why? Because Satan come down to you having great wrath, knowing that he hath but a short time. You got to hide yourself in Jesus because Satan is on a rampage and he's in an hour where he's using anybody who do not have the light of God living on the inside of them. They can be victimized by these demonic spirits. Am I preaching to some real folk this morning? See, the word of God, it supersedes all boundaries. It supersedes all cultures. The word of God can see God speak one word to speak to all of humanity. No matter where you are, God's word can find you and locate you. And I always give the analogy because I love the movie The Matrix. We got to compel them to come out in The Matrix. Are you going to take the red pill or the blue? That's what it's like. He said, I set before you life and death. Choose life. Why, God? So that you and your seed can do what? Live. 
for the wages, for the wages, for the payoff of sin is what? It's not that God wants to kill anybody. See, see, that's the thing that humanity don't understand. I don't want to serve a God who wants to kill me and see me in hell. No, he does not. But the problem is he has made a way. If you reject the cure, baby, you're going to continue to have the disease. What person in their right mind who's dying of cancer, if I come and say, here's the cure. What person in their right state of mind would deny the cure for the disease? But that's what we do every day that we reject the plan of salvation. We deny the cure for the disease. And it's not the doctor's fault. Oh, my God. If we die, because here's the cure. But you got to receive it. Look at somebody say, you just have to receive it. I had a problem with receiving, y'all. You know, because with men, we, our pride, you know, can get in the way. Somebody want to give you something, it feels kind of awkward. Can I get an amen from the men in here? My pastor had to teach me how to receive. He said, son, you got to learn how to receive. But it feels awkward because, you know, we grow up and it's like you got to, you know, fend for yourself and you got to do for yourself. And, you know, you, you, but sometimes you got to learn how to receive. And that's why we have a problem with God. Why you want to give me something? I don't even love myself, God. I hate me. I wish I was somebody different. I wish I would have woke up into a different family. I wish I would have woke up to a family that had more money. Why I get so quiet? But you know what? God saw fit to put you in the circumstance. You know why? He is not intimidated by how you start because how you start has no bearing on how you finish. Oh, my God. The love of God. When we have the kingdom of light in us, we can love each other. We can. We can. The world don't have it. We can't expect them to do it. They don't have it. But we be the standard. We Come on, y'all. We, we be the standard. Because guess what? The scriptures say when the enemy come in like a flood, and I'm getting ready to close. When the enemy come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will do what? We need some folk in this hour who are bold. I was bold when I was in the world. I was bold when I was out there for the devil. But now we get saved and we get so timid. You don't want to offend anybody. But God needs some bold soldiers who are not afraid to stand up in an atmosphere of darkness and declare the light. Who are not afraid at the family picnic for your relatives to know that you are a believer because they're in the clutches of, of, of hell and in the clutches of Satan they need somebody remember the gospel said the word of God said if the gospel be here it is here from who it is here from them that are lost and how shall they hear without a preacher the world makes fun of preachers now comedians love to make fun of us the church and preachers and all of that and all they want is your money. But they have no problem giving it all to the casino. But we're going to move on. No problem. No problem. Whole check. No problem. 
My last point. Children of the light. Hmm. Yes, God. We are not to be influenced by the world, but to show the world that we are the light of the world. And anyone looking for a way to conduct themselves, come to us. Come to us. And we will teach you the ways of God and show you he can purify an unclean heart. We are the people who bless those who curse us. It's us. They didn't teach you that in the world. My mama told me if he cuss you out, you cuss him out. If he hits you in the head, you hit him in the head and in the mouth. So when I got saved, I was in a conflict of values. Because just because it's what mama told you, just because it's what daddy taught you, doesn't mean it's in according with the word of God. So I asked God, I said, God, give me a new set of values. Because somebody have taught me wrong. And when I came into the kingdom of light, God told me, bless them that curse me. Don't make no sense, does it? He said, pray for them who despitefully use you. Thank you, Jesus. He said, if you love those who love you, what reward have ye? Even the sinners can love those who love them. But he said, love them that hate you. Hmm. See, see, here's where it separates from those who go to church and those who really live the life. Because there's a lot of folk that come on Sunday to pay their spiritual quota. And when they leave the church, everything that's in the church doesn't follow them. But those of us who, when we leave the church, we are the church. God not coming back for this building. He said, I'm coming back for a church, but it's not going to be a bunch of buildings. Of people prepared. Of people who are waiting our Lord's return. And even though we're in an hour of trouble, we still have hope. Because he told us that when you see these things. And we're seeing some stuff now, aren't we guys? People are hurting. People are dying. Where is hope? It's still in the word of God. He said, when you see these things, do what? Look up because your redemption. Come on, somebody. Where are my believers at? Where are the children of the light? I need the children of the light to stand on their feet right now and offer your God some praise this morning. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Still excited about who Jesus is. Because he lives, he lives, he lives. I know he rose because he lives in me. I don't want to go back to being who I was. He's dead. He died in a baptism pool. I don't want to go back to carrying a gun in my waist. On the streets, ducking and dodging the police. I don't want to go back to abusing drugs and alcohol. And after it was all gone, looking to do it all over again because I felt empty on the inside. I don't want to go back to that guy. But the beauty of being in Christ, if any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, that's women too. If any man or woman be in Christ, he or she is a new creature. You ought to give God praise that you're a new creation today. The kingdom of light lives on the inside of you. So I say to you, the children of light, go! 
I know we invite people to church. The Bible never told the world to go to church. Never. But it did tell the church, interesting enough, to go to the world. See, sometimes we sit in here and we want them to pour in. But we got to go to them. Come on, somebody. Even if it's not just a street team, even if it's just mentioning the name of Jesus, somebody at work, remember, we got the kingdom of light on the inside of us. So I say, as I'm closing, going to my seat, children of the light, go. Go to your families. Go and warn them of the wrath of God that is to come. Go. Go to your co-workers. Go ahead and go to the happy hour. I know you're saved. Because Jesus hung with the publicans and the sinners. The Bible says, he that went a soul is wise. I went to a happy hour and I got a Diet Coke. And they all laughed at me just like you guys just did. But you know what I was there doing? Letting my light shine. I'm nothing, y'all. I'm nobody. I was the worst sinner. But that's the beauty of being in the kingdom of light. He will take a nobody and turn you into somebody. Yes, he will. Do I have a witness in the house? Have Christ made a difference in your life? Lift your hand to the Lord and let's just worship him. Oh, hallelujah. What a blessed name. The blessed name of Jesus. You ought to be happy that the light is living on the inside. Your 401k may depress you. Your savings may depress you. The changes they're making at your job may get on your nerves. But one thing we have that will never change is Jesus Christ in our hearts. And they can't make a law that can take that from us. They can't, the devil can't take, he cannot take it. He's using external things not to agitate the external things, but he's after what's in you. I'm trying to quit. But he uses the world, he uses the frustration of your marriage and the frustration of your job because he wants you to stop with believing Jesus. But I wish I had some folk this morning, come on up Pastor Mike, hallelujah, who would just believe God in the face of their adversity, in the face of their problems. Come on somebody, do I have any believers in here this morning that are believing God in this wicked world that are still loving on Jesus? Your people. to call we want to yield the floor for anybody who's ready to make a change don't matter how old you are don't matter how young you are Jesus said suffer the little children to come unto me for such is of the kingdom of heaven for unless you grown folk have the heart of this little child you cannot enter into the kingdom of your God so come on up if you want Jesus in your life come on up I don't know who's all saved who's not saved and that's not the job of the church to figure out who's saved and who's not we're just to tell them the, the message come on up if you want to give your life to the Lord it's the best decision you can ever make you got health insurance, you got car insurance, but do you have insurance on your soul? Jesus Christ is the insurance plan for our soul. Put your hands together, give Jesus praise. I'm done, Pastor. Mm -hmm.
Yes, sir. I'm going to ask Pastor Lamont if he come. Offer a few words. This is my co-pastor, associate pastor at Ecclesia. And he's going to close out with prayer. Let's see. Children of the light as he come. I want you to scream it. Children of the light. I wanted to wake you up in the middle of the night tonight. I want you to hear that at 12 a.m. tonight. Children of the light. Yes, we are. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Didn't Pastor Leron preach an awesome message? Amen. Amen. And like him, like him, I believe that what we're seeing right now is what God wants. You know, we're living in a time where racial tension is high. You know, and we're being told that we shouldn't like each other and, 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 and he's this and she's that. And, 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 and But the truth of the matter is, those of us who are believers, we have to put aside what society is saying. And we have to make a decision to serve God. And this is what serving God looks like. As he said in his message, there is no white church or black church. There's only the church of Jesus Christ. And so I, I say to you guys, as I stand here, as we stand here, let us remember that. Not just in here, but when we leave here and we go out, let's remember when we see somebody because the only difference in me and you is the color of my skin but the truth of the matter is we're all believers in Jesus Christ so when we leave this place let's just be reminded and when we're out and we see people let's not look black and white let's not look down or let's look in their eyes because what happens a lot of times what I know when I'm in the grocery store a lot of times people will look Because they don't want to look you in the face. They feel some kind of way. There's something there that says, eh, I don't know. But guess what? Because we are believers, let's make eye contact. Just take a moment and say, God bless you, brother. I don't care what color you are. God bless you. And I want you to know that no matter what color you are, Jesus loves you. And guess what? If this group makes a decision to do that, do you realize Jesus said in his word where there's two or three it's probably 40 of us in here 50 of us in here if all of us did that do you realize the change that we could have it starts with us guys God bless you may God keep you Amen. and we're going to close out so I'm going to pray dear heavenly father we come before you at this hour God sincerely thanking you for this fellowship and what you're doing here Lord God let don't let this fellowship be for nothing but God as we leave here be a reminder to us of what you really called us to do father you are our savior and we love you and we want to be obedient to you so God, as we leave here and we go out to our various homes and our various places, let this create a discussion. Let this create a conversation at the dinner table about how we should act and what we should do. Not just loving our brother and sister who look like us, but Father God now reaching out to those who don't. 
and letting the love of Christ do what it was meant to do. God, we thank you. We love you, Lord. We pray for Liberty Church. We pray for Ecclesia that, God, this relationship will be one that spans the times. Lord God, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. In the awesome, mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Consider yourselves dismissed.